Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Minister Vernon. In today's episode, you're going to get to hear part one of a four-part series as we discussed 1 Corinthians 7 and how that impacts our relationships. From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This This is Stronger Together, Closer to God. Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God. Hi everyone. This is Vernon and this is... <laughs> Your wife, yeah. Anya. Yeah, <laughs> you know how we roll. We making funny jokes and everything <laughs> like that. But this is so wonderful. We welcome you to the first ever Bible study for Stronger Together, Closer to God ministry. Yes. And we're so excited. Yes. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Yeah. So we're excited because this is the opportunity where we take time to really dive into the Bible. I don't know about you. Our pastor, we attend Elevation Church mm-hmm. and Pastor Stephen and Holly, and they are phenomenal Absolutely. leaders of God that's doing great things. And we listen to other pastors as well. And you know, they got to talk to the masses. They got to encourage them and motivate them. But at the same time, there are things in the Bible that can encourage Anybody who's going into a relationship, who has been in a relationship, who's been married, or there's been some crisis happening in your relationship or challenges, Mm -hmm. or you might be on that end that unfortunately your marriage was ended up in a divorce or that spouse passed away. And so that's why we created this Bible study so that every Tuesday, seven o'clock Eastern time right here, you can just get fed and we connect back to the word of God so that we can see examples and learn from God's truth. Amen. And you know what? Every one of them that you talked about being single, being separated, married, divorced, widowed, not so much as widowed, but um, I think I've stepped into every category that uh, minister Vernon is talking about that sounds so foreign, but that is your title. Um, you are Minister Vernon, and that's what I'll call you on this platform. Is that okay? That's all right. Are you sure? You can also call me Love. I'm, I'm okay. Love You're yeah. okay with me calling yeah. you Loves? Yes. Okay. I'm okay. Loves. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll call you Loves. Sometimes <laughs> I'll probably call you Minister Vernon. Though. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Let us pray right now, Father God. We thank you for this opportunity just yes, to Lord. begin the platform. Just to minister individuals, whether they're single, whether they're courting, whether they're dating, whether they're about to be get married, been married, or newly married, or just having some challenges in their relationship that yes, has led, unfortunately, for them to be separated, divorced, or widowed. Lord Jesus, we use this time right now just to minister to all of them, Heavenly Father. We pray that we can speak on your terms and your ways. We don't want to do anything that's outside of your realm. Yes, so we leave an extra seat in this chat room just for you, Heavenly Father. Yes, Let your words come out and flow through us in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 So we're going to be spending some time, like I said, taking Bible scriptures and kind of just diving in a little deeper. And we're going to spend a lot of times focusing on the foundation. I think this is the foundation of marriages, but also foundations for singles, foundations for those who are in those other categories. And so we're going to spend time at 1 Corinthians 7. Now, obviously, you might think we all start with verse 1 and go from there. But, you know, the Lord has lead us in the direction to say, 
set the foundation because there needs to be a foundation so that everybody understands this is not just for married couples. Right. Uh, we're going to be speaking sometimes just to our singles. Sometimes right. we're going to be speaking to our engaged couples. Right. Sometimes we'll be speaking to our newly married or seasoned married couples. And then, of course, we're going to be encouraging those who are in separation right now or right. divorce or or widow. So we want to set that foundation for everybody. Absolutely. So if you look on the tab of this page, you will see that there is a tab for Bible. You will be connected to the version Bible app, which is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And so, but of course, if you have your own Bibles, um, feel free to turn to 1 Corinthians 7 verses 32 to 35. 1 Corinthians 7 verses 32 to 35. And we're going to actually be reading from the Passion Translation. Yes. And so that you can hear the words and I hope and pray that it will speak into your heart and we'll kind of dive in a little deeper. I love that translation. It it um it's so transparent. It's so real. Like it's everyday life. It's not the no offense, but the thou art and things that you get so confused about you don't even know what you're reading. So yeah. I love that. Um, translation. And that's one of the things you'll notice about us. We're going to be pulling from different translations of the Bible. That's actually a good Bible study strategy. We want to encourage you to do these Bible study strategies on your own as well. And so you find the Bible uh, structure that works best yeah, for you. Absolutely. And so um, sometimes we will jump from the Passion Translation. We'll jump to the King James right, Version. Right. Sometimes we'll do the Amplify. We'll do different types wherever the Holy Spirit is leading us, that's where we're going to speak from. And just the Holy Spirit just spoke to us and said the Passion Translation, I think, kind of hits uh, it right on the nail of what we should be doing in these moments in time. Amen. Amen. I love, um, Mr. Vernon, how you are not you're not singling out those that aren't married. You're you know, right. we all have a purpose and a reason here. Um that our heavenly father put us here. And, you know, I just, I love the fact that we're not leaving anybody out. Everybody is a part of this Bible study. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, love, can yes. you read first, first Corinthians seven thirty two? Yes, absolutely. Please. Because of this, we need to live as free from anxiety as possible for a single man is focused on the things of the Lord and how he may please him and man, meaning single man, single woman. <clears throat> Oh, you want me to, yeah. to do that? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, first, uh, so 32, but a married man is pulled in two directions for he is concerned about both the things of God and the things of the world in order to please his wife. And the single woman is focused on the things of the Lord so she can be holy, both in body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the things of the world and how she may please her husband. I'm trying to help you and make things easier for you and not make things difficult, but so that you would have undistracted devotion, serving the Lord constantly with an undivided heart. And that was first Corinthians seven thirty two through seven thirty five. Yes. Thank you. Love. So I appreciate that very much. And if you hear in that passion translation, you got some nooks and nannies that really encourage all of us. Amen. And that's why I said we need to set the foundation. And if you need a title for today's Bible study, <laughs> it's about balance and responsibilities. Ooh. Balance and responsibilities. I like that. And one of the things that Paul's 
was working to help the Corinthians trying to just get them to understand is to focus on their assignment, their God assignment that was instilled in them by the Holy Spirit since the day they were born. Um, he wanted to make sure that they were free from concerns, complications, anxieties, and worries of life. And if you see that in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 32, you see this, we need to live as free from anxiety as possible. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things that can make us anxious. A lot of things that makes me anxious. A lot of things that makes me worry. You know, right now we're caregivers for our parents. You yes. know, there's a lot of anxiety that goes on with that, you know, with the health of our parents and not only that but also making sure we take care of the things that we need to take care of yeah. in our everyday lives as well um but there's something interesting if you go back to that verse 35 paul reminds them that i'm trying to help you to make things easier for mm -hmm. you and not to make things difficult. difficult key thing in there that's why he wanted to free the corinthians uh, from being anxious and worried about what was going on in their everyday life. Mm -hmm. But here's the caveat for it. Just because it was just for the Corinthians, it also means it applies to us as well. Mm -hmm. You know, our whole, the Holy Bible, it helps us to kind of read and acknowledge and understand that this applies to us too. So we should be free from anxiety as yeah. much as possible. We need to, um, Give our concerns and our complications to the Heavenly Father so that we can focus on the things that he has called us to do in here. So therefore, he provides clarity of the expectations or responsibilities of people mm -hmm. so they can fulfill their purpose here, you know, on earth for Christ. Yeah. 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 So. In other words, what we're saying to you is that we need to have balance with the Lord at the center. Key thing. We need balance and in order to get balance we need to put the lord in the center of everything mm -hmm. everything job money finances work relationships relationships <laughs> whatever category you're thinking about we need to have god in the center in order to carry out the responsibilities that he has placed within ourselves mm -hmm. and remember i said the title of this is balance and responsibilities yeah one of the definitions from Webster's Dictionary says that to have a balance is to have a mental and emotional harmony. Hmm. And in this time and the days of today, we know there is a lot of mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. We know there's a lot of people who are dealing with a lot more stress, especially with COVID and yeah. everything else. Yeah. And a lot of things that have moved probably time more rapidly than we ever expected. People who are unfortunately passing away yes. or ending up in the hospital more than we ever seen before, mm -hmm. you know, it makes you kind of wonder what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I think the Bible helps us to remind us that we have to bring our balance back into harmony with our heavenly father. Yeah. And so in other words, Paul was challenging the Corinthians uh, as God, challenges us today to be mentally and emotionally balanced in our lives while doing God's work. Mm -hmm. So the question is, how do we do this? 
And we get this question a lot of times from it doesn't matter if they're single, married, uh, separated, divorced, or widowed. widowed. What mm-hmm. do we do? What should I be doing right now? And so that's what we want to talk about tonight. And just put a little nugget just to encourage everybody. Yeah. And, and we'll kind of tie in our lives. And so you can understand we're not just talking this just out of scripture just to make you feel you know warm inside but we have walked through some some difficulties some challenges Mm -hmm. but some successes as well amen and so and i think the first thing that's been said if you pull from both from verse 32 and verse 34 for my singles for those who are divorced and for those who are widowed um i'll pull it to you and say to you again it says there for a single man is focused on the things of the Lord mm-hmm. and how he may please him. Mm-hmm. It says in verse 34, and a single woman is focused on the things of the Lord so she can be holy both in body and spirit. Mm-hmm. So the first thing for my single divorce widow you should be doing and the main focus you should be doing is be doing God's work. Yes. So when you hear that being doing God's work, what does that mean to you? Oh gosh. When I, I just use myself for an example, when I was single, when I was, and I learned the other day that once I was married, I'm no longer single. I was, I was categorized as divorced. I don't know why it was like an epiphany the other day, but it was, um, I just found myself really serving at our local church um, sometimes I even served on the outside of the church. I, I served at um, a with a nonprofit organization. I was just doing whatever it is, whatever it was that God laid on my heart to do. Um, I was working with the youth. I had my own um, business at the time and just doing God's work. Yeah. And, and, and that was the same for me in those times and moments that I would take opportunities to do God's work, whether that was working in the school system and helping youth and inspiring them um, to doing like Luz was saying. That's actually how we both met. Mm-hmm. We were in at Soul Factory um, and we were actually working on the education team because mm-hmm. at that time, Soul Factory in Maryland was thinking about starting a school. school. And so I was on the curriculum team. and I was part of the administration team. Yeah. And so and, and I caught his eye and he just couldn't get enough. She took of my me. breath away. She took my breath away. You <laughs> That's know, it's not how it happened. <laughs> she did take my breath away. I was like, who is that? You know, <laughs> and I, I kind of. Glance at him too, because I was I was divorced at the time, so but wasn't thinking about that. And I was like, uh, no, he's probably married. He just looked. He had marriage written all over him, so I didn't even like walk his way, really. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, but we were doing God's work, mm-hmm. and that was the key point of that. Is that you got to ask yourself, what is God asking me to do right now? What does he want me to do to serve his purpose, to serve his kingdom? And we got good examples of that. You know, Um, the easy to read version of the Bible says, does God give you the spirit because you follow the law? 
Does God work miracles among you because you follow the law? No, God gives you his spirit and works miracles among you because you heard the message about Jesus and believe it. Mm -hmm. And that's very key and important that when we are doing God's work, we're hearing the voice of God. We've hearing the message. We've seen the examples. We believe it and we're pursuing and doing what he's called us to do. And so Two great examples from the Bible that mm-hmm. I can think, and there are many of them, but we can pull from Adam. Yeah. Remember, before Adam was with Eve, Adam was doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, loves, can you read? Sure. And by the way, like I said, when you hear loves, and it's <laughs> Anya, you know, but we call ourselves loves and lovies. And she says, sometimes she'll call me Minister Vernon. Um, but uh, from Genesis 2, uh, first four through seven. Sure. This is the story about the creation of the sky and the earth. That is what happened when the Lord God made the earth and the sky. This was before there were plants on the earth. Nothing was growing in the fields because the Lord God had not yet made it rain on earth and there was no one to care for the plants. So water came up from the earth and spread over the ground. Then the Lord God took dust from the ground and made a man. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nose and the man became a living thing. And as we go on through scriptures, we find out that the man is being tasked with responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So can you continue to read verse 15 through 17? Sure. The Lord God put the man in the garden of Eden to work the soil and take care of the garden. The Lord God gave him this command. You may eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree that gives knowledge about good and evil. If you eat from that tree on that day, you will certainly die. And so you hear the responsibilities for man at that time, right? Right. He was supposed to work the field. He was supposed to take care of the things that God has assigned him with. Mm -hmm. And that's what Adam was doing. Adam kept doing that work. And we find out later when, especially after verse 17, that God recognized that man should not be alone. And he brings Eve into the presence. But doing it when one of those nights when Adam is sleeping, you know, because of the hard work he's been doing. And so that goes both for men and it goes both for women. What should you be doing right now? My singles, my uh, divorce and my, sep- uh, I'm sorry, my single, my divorce and my widow, what you should be doing, you should be doing Lord's work. Now, let me give this to you for my married and separated people too. You should be doing the Lord's work too. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, that doesn't exempt you. Why we say that? Well, go back to that verse from 1 Corinthians. And it talks about that in verse 33. But a married man is pulled in two directions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here's the balance. He is concerned about both the things of God. What are those things of God? Being doing God's work. Mm -hmm. Caring for the things that God has assigned you to do on earth. Okay. And that goes to the married woman in verse 34. But a married woman is concerned about the things of the world. Yes. Doing God's work for the world to bring them closer to God and how she may. That's the peace for us. In both 33 and verse 34, there's a second responsibility for both married 
And yes, you separated as well. Yes. And that is how to please your spouse. Mm-hmm. And that's the caveat. Because I got I remember my wife told me one day, she she would ask me from time to time, I just is there a reason why I feel like you should have stay single? You know, you do a lot of work, <laughs> you know. But what she was telling me, in other words, was that I'm not giving her the necessary quality time that she deserves. And that was something that was sticking to me. I was like, no, no, no. I am committed to you. I am um, doing the best I can to support us. But I wasn't realizing, as I learned also in reading that scripture that we're sharing tonight, is that I have to realize it's a balance. Mm-hmm. I got to continue to do God's work, but it's a divide. There's a balance because I'm also responsible under God's authority because of the covenant that we have made yeah. to be taking care of my spouse. And ladies, let me tell you something. He said it so calm and with poise. That's not how I came to him with it. Right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But, you know, in saying that, um, I I realized that I couldn't keep coming at you, badgering you about it. Mm-hmm. I had to go to our Heavenly Father and ask the Lord to give my husband balance, you know. And um, God answered my prayer. He answered my prayer, truly. Yeah, yeah. And same here. And, you know, and this is why back when I was in high school and, and going into college, my cousin Barbara and my dad would always tell me, well, I need you to get um, focus on your academics, mm-hmm. get your education done. When you get your bachelor's degree, then you can get married and then go for your master's. And once you got your master's, you can have a child. And once you get, you know have a child, you get your doctorate. And I would just look at them like, why are you talking that way? What they were doing, in other words, what God was speaking through them was make sure you take care of the things that the Lord has you to do in this season that he wants you to do. Because by the time I would get married, I would have a very important role of making sure I please my spouse and take care of her. You know, what does that mean to take care of my wife? What does it mean vice versa to take care of your husband? Well, that's Ephesians 533. But each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself. So that's for the husbands. Our job is to love our wife as we love ourselves. And the wife must respect her husband. Ah, Isn't that amazing how God gave us the very thing that I think us as women struggle with respect. Mm -hmm. And because it's easy for us to love you all. Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to love. but respect is a little harder for us and then vice versa for the men. Yeah. Vice versa for the men, you know, it's easy for us to respect, you know, we do it every day going to the job that we work at or doing other things. We get respect, you know, we get respect from our brothers. We get respect from other men. We get respect from the job and doing what we doing, Mm -hmm. but love is a different story because that's not something that is being instilled in us all the time. Mm -hmm. And so this is what our heavenly father is trying to do with us is that for our married and our separated, 
you know, there's that balance that has to happen. Now, of course, with the separated, it can be definitely challenging, you know, and we talked about that just recently at our marriage conference. What do you do in the midst of it? And I love how my wife said it uh, because she said that in the midst of her first marriage, you know, she heard from God. I want you to still continue to do what your duty is as a spouse to your husband. Yeah. Can you go into a little more detail about that? Oh gosh, that was a hard pill to swallow during a tough season. Um, yeah, we were, I think we were still, we were still living together. We were still, and when I say we, my first husband and I were still living together, he came to me and said, you know, he wanted um, to be, he didn't want to be married anymore. So, but we were still living under the same household. You know, he was in one room, I was in the other. And I was like, what in the world am I supposed to do about this? You know, my flesh was like, oh, no, I'm not cooking. I'm not cleaning. I will for myself, uh, but not for him. And I just bless God for two very good friends, sisters in Christ, that gave me godly wisdom to say, no, you continue to do the work that you, the good that you're to do. You're to continue to be that godly wife to your husband. And remember, you're not doing it unto him, but you're doing it unto God. That was a tough pill to swallow, mm -hmm. but I did it out of obedience for our heavenly father. Yeah. And, and I like how you said that I'm not doing this unto him, but I'm doing this yeah. unto God, yeah. you know? So when I am pleasing my spouse, I'm not only doing that for her, but I'm most importantly doing it unto the Lord. Amen. And the same way as doing God's work, I'm not doing it just to make a paycheck is I'm not doing it just right. to keep the house lights on and everything. I'm doing it unto God. Right, right. And so that's very key and important. And so we just pulled that scripture. We just want to set that foundation for you. And just to let everybody know that, you know, there's some balance and responsibilities that we find in the word of God. Mm -hmm. And it's very critically important that we are executing them to please our heavenly father, right. you know. And so throughout these Bible studies, we're going to really get into depth, into conversations and talk about what should I do in these scenarios and situations? I think the word of God gives us answers to these things, you know, Absolutely. and you're going to learn vicariously through our marriage and our relationships of past and present and future, how we are making sure that we not only center ourselves in God, but how those events have made us the best man and woman of God, husband and wife of God, son and daughter of Christ yeah. to be able to fulfill the purpose. So that's the challenge we want to put out to everybody today. We want you, if you're a single divorce or widow, or even marry or separated, we want you to ask yourself, am I doing God's work? Yeah. And what does that look like? What does that entail? You know, be specific. Don't just say, yes, I am doing God's work, but you should be able to express that in a way that you can even write that down and say, hey, I am doing God's work when I, and you, you just complete that sentence. If you're not sure, you can go to the heavenly father and have a rich conversation with him. He's always there, always open and always available. And especially for us married and separated people, that the other piece of it, we still have to do what pleases 
our spouse. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I know for our separator, it might be some challenges within that, <laughs> but that's why we're going to get a little deeper on that because some, a lot of times it may be seem like a one-way street, mm -hmm. but a, a lot of times it's a two-way street. Yeah. And, and in the midst of these challenges and obstacles and the word talks about that those challenges are going to be for our good. We just uh, had a credible message this past Sunday from Pastor Stephen talking about that, about Paul and the thorn in his flesh. Yes. And a lot of times you might think, oh, this is negative. I don't want this thorn in, you know, because it did come from Satan in mm -hmm. essence. But in reality, what Paul realizes that, no, this is a blessing because mm -hmm. it teaches me to be humble. And I've been able to do the Lord's work because of this reminder of why I'm serving him, yeah. you know? Yeah, the thorn in our side is actually our mentor. Yes, mm -hmm. it's, it's our mentor. So if you haven't had a chance to check out that message from Pastor Stephen, please definitely check out. And we're going to be, like I said, we're going to be just taking scripture. We're going to focus on 1 Corinthians 7. We're going to kind of just let the spirit flow on which way we're going to go with that. But he said tonight he wanted us to focus on 1 Corinthians 7 verses 32 to 35 to set the foundation that this Bible study is going to be hitting in all areas. So for my single people, we're going to talk about how you should be doing God's work. What does that look like? Because you never know your Boaz could be around the corner and God is working on you so that you be prepared just as he's working on that spouse potential mate so that they could be prepared for the kingdom of God and what you're going to be doing some great works with. Amen. He could be talking to our engaged couples, making sure that you identify, is this the one God called you to be with, yeah. you know, so that you're not rushing. And this is one of the reasons why Paul had this conversation because he was noticing that some of the single people were doing a little bit rushing with the marriages. Mm -hmm. So he had to get some clarity and clarification to them to just remind them what is approved by the Lord and what may not be approved by the Lord. You'll see that in first Corinthians seven, there's some thus said the Lord. And then there's some that is Paul speaking from his personal opinion, but tied in with the Holy Spirit that he feels this is what needed to be shared with you. And then, of course, for our newly married and our seasoned married, mm -hmm. we want to continue to encourage you because you're the examples, just yeah. like we are the example of what kingdom of heaven is like. Yeah. You know, this is why we are getting hit a lot of times within marriages because of the fact that we're the closest representation of what it's like between our heavenly father and his church. Yes. Did you know it loves, I didn't realize so much until after we were married. And I think we had a couple of people that said that we were setting an example or people were watching us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of us men and women, you know, when we come into marriage and we get married, it's all about being married, right. not thinking that, wow, no, it's, it's deeper than that. And remember when mm -hmm. I had that epiphany, when we were sitting upstairs at the table mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, it's more to this marriage thing than just saying that I'm Anya Myers. Like right. God is really moving and using our marriage as an example of how we are to love the the church as, as we are to love each other as Christ loves the church. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I'm learning at the same time that it's okay not to be perfect, right. you know. There's only one perfect 
person that's our heavenly father you know and we're gonna make mistakes and some change and and but we're gonna be learning how to forgive one another and encourage one another and move forward with one another you know that's the key and the importance of this is that just like our heavenly father never leaves us nor forsake us you know it's the same way and we made that covenant when we took the vow a lot of times when we get married we get excited because the family and friends in there Mm -hmm. and Unfortunately, we forget that there was one more person there, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father. You know, you know, uh, Abba was there, you know, as well. And it's amazing how God will work his way through to kind of show us, hey, you forgot about me, but Mm -hmm. I still love you and I still care for you. And I'll still be there for both of you if you will let me in into your heart. Amen. Amen. So. This was great um, to connect. Hopefully, just share in the chat some of the things that you got from tonight's message. Yes, please do. I hope and pray this was a blessing to you. And maybe you haven't given your life to Christ yet. Maybe you that individual uh, single, or maybe you are engaged, or maybe you are married, and you haven't got to know God, but you speak, you hear tonight's message and you say, Lord, I want to get to know you a little bit more. I want to get deeper with you. Just remember this. And it was stated and said in Romans 10, verse nine Mm -hmm. through 10, it says, if you openly say Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised you, uh, him from death, you will be saved. Yes, we believe that Jesus deep in our hearts so that we may be right with God. And we openly say that we believe in him. And so we are saved. So if that's you, you haven't given your life to Christ, but you're saying today that Jesus is my Lord. And I know that all things will work out because he's going to help be there in the midst of it. Um, Just pray for us right now and just repeat these words after us. And we'll all say in unison, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for accepting me. For accepting me. And even in my midst of my sins. And even in the midst of my sins. I release it all to you. I release it all to you. I surrender my life. I surrender my life to you. To you. I say that Jesus is Lord. I say that Jesus is Lord. In all things. In all things. That I touch. That I touch. See. See. Hear. Hear. Smell. Smell. Taste. Taste. That you are with me. That you are with me. And I come surrendering myself. And I come surrendering myself. To you. To you. Amen. 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 Congratulations. Yes. For making that decision. If it was you, just let us know in the chat. Yes. Or connect with someone that is close to you. Uh, We encourage everybody to be just, if you have made that decision, let somebody know. Yes. Um, If you have a local church that you attend to or an online church you attend, let them know that you made this decision today so that we can connect you with the right resources and get you on the next step on this new journey. We're just so excited for you. We know the angels in heaven are excited too. Yeah. They're rejoicing. <laughs> They're rejoicing. Hallelujah. Amen. And also, if you feel like, hey, this was a blessing, I'm looking forward to hearing more. Um, 
you have an opportunity as well to give to the ministry. There's a button right there that says give. You can just click on give. It will connect you to uh, a ways that you can contribute to the Stronger Together, Closer to God ministry so that we can be able to uh, reach many more individuals. We have a goal set in mind, and that is to reach at least a million marriages. A million marriages. That is our goal. It's a long goal, but our God is big and he, he thinks big. So we're going to think big with him. Amen. And so every time that you contribute to the ministry, we're able to do these videos. We also got a podcast that yes. we're able to share out to millions of people all around the world so that we can help them become stronger together and closer to God. And as we close out tonight, I'm going to ask my wife to pray us out for tonight. Um, But if there's anything that you need, you need any wisdom or guidance, we have our website. Um, We'll put that in the chat so that you can connect with us. But we'll be here every Tuesdays uh, and just to encourage one another and love on one another and be able to hopefully speak God in you and through you so we can see the great works that he does through you. Amen. And then, um, loves, is it okay that we share that we are marriage coaches? We are. Yes. And if um, you need some one-on-one counseling, we do that. And there's a whole heap of things that we actually do endure. The Lord has us on a mission. <laughs> right, exactly. And then, of course, we're connected with Elevation Church. So if you want to co- participate in our group or the other fabulous marriage leaders that's part of Elevation, you can uh, connect with us. We'll connect you to Elevation. They're doing some great things there. Um, and of course, if you're in the DMV, because we're from Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area, and you're looking for a church home, we can at least help guide you in the right direction and find some local churches that could be a blessing to you as well amen amen all right ready ready all right of all hearts and minds are clear heavenly father we just thank you lord we thank you for this time together of fellowship with one another father we don't take anything for granted father we just adore you lord we give you the praise glory and honor for all that you have done and all that you are doing in all of our lives, Father. Lord God, we just ask that you touch each and every one on this platform tonight, Father. Um, Those that may be going through difficult challenges in their relationships, Father, whether if it's their marriages, whether if it's um, their relationships with their children or with their parents, Lord, we ask that you come in and just touch them, Lord, and give them that um, grace, Lord, that grace of reconciliation, Father. We ask that you touch those that are not in the best of health, Father, right now. We ask that you touch those, Father, that are having uh, financial challenges right now, Lord. We just ask you to do the great works, Father, that you and only you can do. We love you, Father. We adore you. We give you the praise, glory, and honor. And we thank you, Lord. We we don't take this for granted, mm-hmm. Lord, that um, you've allowed us to... It's a privilege, Lord. It's a privilege and it's an honor to serve your people, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. We love you. Yes. Take care. Have a beautiful and wonderful day. And we look forward to connecting with you very soon. Yes. Bye for now. See you next week. See you next week. Love you all.
Joining us on Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. Please continue to join us weekly as we share godly wisdom and advice to you. If you have any prayer requests or would like to sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with us, drop us a line at s2c2gpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to partner with us by clicking on the Partners tab on the website. The more you give, the more we can spread the word and help us to reach our vision of bringing one million married couples stronger together, closer to God. Feel free to check us out on our website at s2c2gministry.com. Until next time, peace and blessings to all of you.